It's Thursday, June 20th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, we're diving into the meeting between North Korea's Kim Jong-un and Chinese President Xi Jinping. We'll connect the dots on what makes this one-on-one historic and why the U.S. is on the agenda. Then, the race for the next U.K. prime minister is down to two finalists. We'll give you the details. And finally, some scary new research. You're going to want to look up from your phone for this one. We're here to make your Thursday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about a meeting going down halfway across the world in the capital of North Korea. This morning, Chinese President Xi Jinping landed in Pyongyang to meet with North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un. And yeah, a 21-gun salute and thousands of cheering North Koreans waving flowers. Remember, North Korea is led by an authoritarian regime, so all those people probably had to be there. But... Okay, today was the start of their two-day summit, and it's a big deal. A Chinese president hasn't visited North Korea in almost 15 years. But there wasn't a lot of buildup. It was just announced on Monday. Xi Jinping has a packed itinerary. He's scheduled to make a trip to the Sino-Korean Friendship Tower, which honors the Chinese troops who helped the North during the Korean War. At some point, he'll watch a mass gymnastics performance. North Korea's big on gymnastics. But these two leaders also have a lot to talk about, including, reportedly, what to do about the United States. We're going to get into why this meeting is being called historic, why the U.S. will be on the agenda, and what the two leaders hope to accomplish here. Okay, so North Korea and China go way back. They were allies during the Korean War in the 1950s against the U.S. They stayed close during the Cold War, and both are still communist countries. So there's a history here. But while China has tried to open up to trade with the West, North Korea has gone super authoritarian. And it's also a bit trigger happy. North Korea has a habit of testing nuclear weapons whenever they feel like it and freaking the rest of the world out. For years, the UN and the US have sanctioned North Korea over its nuclear enthusiasm, which has made North Korea kind of an economic pariah. On top of that, on a personal level, President Xi isn't really tight with Kim Jong-un, who took over when his father Kim Jong-il died in 2011. This is the first time President Xi's made the trip, even though Kim has visited China to meet with Xi. Four times in the last year, in fact. And that's because even though China's been kind of cold to North Korea, the two countries are still close. China is North Korea's biggest trading partner. And the US alleges that China's gone around UN sanctions to help North Korea out at times. And now they both have a common frenemy, the United States. For the last year or so, the Trump administration has been putting in overtime to get North Korea to denuclearize, meaning get rid of its nuclear weapons. Kim reportedly stopped testing long-range missiles in 2017, but there was never a real commitment that they'll stop for good. The U.S. has been trying to get them to do that, and in exchange, North Korea wants the U.S. to lift some of the sanctions. President Trump has met with Kim Jong-un twice, including in Vietnam in February. But that last meeting didn't go so great, and talks have been on ice ever since. Last month, North Korea reportedly started testing again with short-range missiles. President Trump says he's thinking big picture when it comes to U.S. policy with North Korea. I think we're going to do very well with North Korea over a period of time. I'm in no rush. 
But meanwhile, the U.S. has been in the middle of a trade war with China. The U.S. says China is forcing U.S. businesses to hand over their intellectual property in order to do business in China and subsidizing their own businesses to be more competitive. So the U.S. has been increasing tariffs or taxes on products from China, trying to get China to change the way it trades with the U.S. And China's been increasing them right back. The effects of the trade war have pushed China into further debt. As of now, trade talks between the two countries are on pause too. President Trump and President Xi are expected to meet next week at the G20 summit in Osaka, Japan, to talk about talking again. So some analysts say President Xi could be positioning himself as a middleman between North Korea and the US. If Xi helps them restart their nuclear talks, that might lead to the world easing up on sanctions against North Korea. And President Xi could use that as leverage with President Trump next week to get him back to the table on trade. So if that's President Xi's master plan, today was day one. Before he arrived in Pyongyang, he greased the wheels a little bit by writing an op-ed in North Korea's state newspaper, promising that China would work more closely with North Korea. So what's the skim? Some analysts say letting China play mediator with North Korea isn't necessarily a great thing for the U.S. The Trump administration tried, until recently, to handle things one-on-one with help from South Korea, which has since been left out in the cold. Lately, North Korea has been turning to two old Cold War-era friends instead, China and Russia. Kim Jong-un met with Russian President Vladimir Putin in April. Experts say what North Korea would really love is for China to use its power at the UN to relieve sanctions too. China doesn't seem quite up for that yet. There's more relationship drama going down over in the UK. Politicians are deciding which candidate they fancy the most for prime minister. That's next. Hey guys, so maybe you've heard, this month here at The Skim, we launched our first book, How to Skim Your Life. It helps you navigate some of the less glamorous parts of being an adult. What you may not have heard, drumroll please, it just hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Our whole team is excited, humbled, surprised, all the things. And we can't thank our skim community and our book squad enough for the support. We are currently on cloud nine. The skim founders Carly Zakin and Daniel Weisberg are on the book tour right now and still have three more stops to go. If you want more info on that, or if you want to order your copy of the book, head over to theskim.com slash book. That's theskim with two M's dot com slash book. There's a battle for the final rows going on in the UK. The Conservative Party is on a quest to replace UK Prime Minister Theresa May. She stepped down as the party's leader earlier this month in the wake of the never-ending Brexit drama. There were 10 in the running, but today the Conservatives voted for the fifth time to narrow the field to two final candidates, former Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson and current Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt. Now, the real campaigning can begin. So, who are these guys? Let's start with Boris Johnson, He graduated from Oxford and started his career as a journalist. In 2001, he was elected to the House of Commons. He was London's mayor from 2008 to 2016. And then, after the Brexit vote, he briefly ran for prime minister. Theresa May was ultimately elected. She named him as her foreign secretary and he held the role until last year. That's the LinkedIn version, but Johnson's got a lot of baggage. He's perhaps best known for a string of ill-advised statements 
like the time he recited a colonial poem in a Burmese temple, or the time he referred to the African continent as, quote, that country, or the time he compared Hillary Clinton to a, quote, sadistic nurse in a mental hospital. And there are a bunch more where that came from. His opponent is a bit less colorful. Jeremy Hunt also went to Oxford. Before being elected as a member of parliament in 2005, he had a career in management consulting and he owned his own educational publishing business. He was the culture secretary when London hosted the Olympics in 2012. And then he became the country's longest serving health secretary. Hunt took over as foreign secretary last year after Johnson stepped down. The big question about these two candidates, though, is how they feel about Brexit, the British exit from the European Union. It's the main issue in this campaign. It's also a big one for both candidates. Johnson was basically the face of the Leave campaign. He's a Brexiter full steam ahead. Hunt was a Remain campaigner, like Theresa May. He says he's now committed to Brexit, but his original position might make it harder for him to win over pro-Brexit voters in the Conservative Party. Johnson has promised he'd pull the UK out of the EU by the deadline on October 31st, with or without a deal. And he's shrugging off economists who say a no-deal exit would be bad for the UK and the EU. Hunt, on the other hand, has warned against leaving the EU without a deal. He says he can negotiate a new deal with the EU that solves problems like the shared border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. Their positions will become more clear in the coming weeks. For now, Johnson is the front-runner, by a lot. The Conservative Party has promised that a winner will be chosen by the end of July. Today is World Refugee Day, and there's bad news. More people are displaced than ever before. A new report from the United Nations says that, right now, there are over 70 million refugees who've had to leave their homes because of war, persecution, or other kinds of violence. By the end of 2018, more than 3 million Venezuelans had left the country. That year was especially hard. According to the UN, an estimated 5,000 people fled every day. Ethiopia saw the highest number of newly displaced people. Most of the 1.5 million people who've been forced to move have stayed within the country. And not only are there more refugees, but they're being displaced for longer. The UN High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, says there aren't enough safe places for refugees to go, including in other countries, and not enough money to support refugee programs. But he says they're not giving up. Voices of humanity are holding their ground. And so, on this World Refugee Day, we must have hope. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from your skull. You may have heard of text neck but there might be an actual horn growing in your skull. New research shows that people are growing what looks like a little hook jutting out of the base of the skull. It's basically a bone spur, and scientists think it's from people looking down at their phones or other mobile devices too much. Basically, as your head tilts forward, the weight of it is shifted from your spine to the muscles in the back of your head. So the bone growth is sort of like a callus, but in your head. They're calling it Phone Bone. 
And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. For more Skim, sign up for our morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox. 